Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in Judges chapter 3, looking at verses 24 and 25 from the New King James Version. Ehud shuts the door after himself after he has assassinated King Eglon. He took the king with him and passed through the guards with such an air of innocence and boldness and unconcernedness as made all not to at all suspect him having done anything wrong. He finds a way out of the chamber so as to leave the door closed and locked. And let's hear what happens afterward. I'm reading again verses 24 and 25. When he had gone out... Eglon's servants came to look, and to their surprise, the doors of the upper room were locked. So they said, He is probably attending to his needs in the cool chamber. So they waited till they were embarrassed, and still he had not opened the doors of the upper room. Therefore they took the key and opened it, and there was their master fallen dead on the floor. Again, Judges chapter 3, verses 24 and 25 in the New King James Version, which gives it the title, Ehud. And I will be back to share insights and close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Judges chapter 3, verses 24 and 25 in the New King James Version, which this section, verses 16 through 26, tells of Ehud's daring assassination of Eglon. And uh, he get not only did he assassinate him, he was able to escape by... God's power, actually, because he was able to leave, and he left with an air of innocence and boldness, not with, you know, the servants didn't think anything was wrong. But let's listen to the commentaries. The servants of the king uh, was probably thinking that the king was attending to his needs in the cooling chamber. So when they got to the door and it was locked, you know, they said, okay, well, he's handling He's handling his personal business. So uh, the commentary says, without being coarse, we can see how real and true to life the Bible is. It describes normal, everyday functions, but in a dignified way. So it says he is relieving himself. And uh, uh, the king had a private chamber, uh, which would have had its own bathroom, and hence the reluctance of his servants to interrupt him and it's remember it said that they waited until they were embarrassed they waited so long for him to come out of the restroom out of the bathroom 
But anyway, attending to his needs is literally um, means covering his feet, a euphemism for elimination. So the servants that attended the antechamber coming to the door of the inner parlor when Ehud had gone to know what their master needed. You know, this guy who's come to bring you his tributes and gifts, he's gone now. So what can we do for you? They find the door locked and all quiet, and they conclude that he's laying down and gone to sleep, had covered his feet up on his couch, and gone to consult his pillow about the message he had received and to dream about it, and therefore would not offer to open the door. They did not want to disturb his sleep, so they lost the opportunity of revenging his death. The servants at length opened the door and found their master had slept indeed, but his sleep was the long sleep. The horror of this tragic spectacle, because remember it says that um, Ehud had thrust the knife in and left it, and uh, it had gone, you know, I mean, it was kind of gory, but let me get back to it. The way he, um, it's in verse 21, it says, he thrust it into his belly. And then 22 says, even the hilt went in after the blade and the fat closed over the blade. And he did not draw out the dagger from the belly and his entrails came out. So you can imagine that spectacle of them coming to that, not knowing, uh, you know, well, they knew that the king had been assassinated, assassinated, but probably uh, faulting themselves for not checking sooner. If they had just knocked on the door or used their key to go in, they probably could have pursued the person that had done that. But they couldn't pursue him because, you know, he had gotten away. So now they're in despair. Because, you know, they can't overtake him. He's gone probably, well, we know he's far gone. He's already met up with the people, uh, his Israel, the people of Israel. Um, the stone images mentioned in the, the, uh, the story was, were probably the actual stones set up by Joshua to commemorate the miraculous crossing of the Jordan and thus were well-known landmarks. So it says that Ehud went back past those um, stones and escaped that way. He escaped the way he came. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you as we uh, look at what Matthew Henry said, that um, the servants thought that this, that their king was probably on his bed dreaming of what the, the uh, what Ehud had told him about his message from God. And he, he wanted to dream about it and think about it, and they didn't want to open the door and disturb his sleep. Uh, F.B. Myers said that um, when we get a message from God, the message is often secret. And we thank you for your secret communications with us. That things that we've done, that you deal with us. You can deal with us openly, but you can also deal with us secretly in our hearts. And then F.B. Meyer says that 
those messages, the messages from you must be received with reverence. And Father, we do fall in reverence and respect from to your word. And as he says that the messages leap out from unexpected quarters. And we thank you for blessings especially. But we know that all Christian life isn't just blessings. But we thank you that you are our Father. And like a loving Father, you're going to be there whatever, whether the outcome is good or the outcome is bad. We can still trust you. And then he says that your messages are sharp as two-edged swords. As a two-edged sword. And it can cause death. But God, when we do what you want us to do and ask us to do, it gives life. And we thank you for that. God, we're praying again as usual for the Ukraine and for Russia and for other things. So many things are happening around the world, including in our in our own worlds. And we pray for uh, blessings and healings and deliverance. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.